0: My. I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? attention. I I attention. attention. It, does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say paying attention? What's going on, thinkers? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Theater Podcast. Now, before we get into the show today, I'd like to take a second to give a short moment of silence for all the parties, all the families involved in the terrible helicopter crash that uh, took the life of an NBA legend, Kobe, the black mama, Bryant. A short moment of silence for all the families involved thank you for that you know a lot of times we forget when we have a situation that involves a celebrity somebody with a big name we often forget when there's other people involved that may not be of of, of the same notoriety or whatever but yeah there were if you missed out there uh, was a helicopter crash uh, nine total people died in this crash, and one of those people was NBA legend, one of the best that ever did it, Kobe, the Black Mama Bryant. Now I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was just horribly disturbed by the news, but it's definitely one of those situations where I'm gonna remember where I was when this happened. Like um, I was leaving the gym. I was leaving the gym. I was at the herb shop looking for some essential oils, and you know I start kept getting these Facebook notifications on my phone. And I look down and I see one of my friends is like, "Oh, I can't believe it! This this is gonna be this got to be fake. This got to be a hoax, whatever." So you know that piqued my interest. So I look in to see what's going on, thinking that maybe you know might be something going on with my friend or some of his people. And then I realized that it was Kobe Bryant. And uh, these other people, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, thirteen-year-old daughter Gigi, and seven other people that, um, to my knowledge, hadn't been named yet, were on this helicopter. I don't know exactly why it went down, but it went down. And at first, I thought it was a hoax too, because if you don't know, um, I think it was like 2012. There's a guy uh, on Twitter who tweeted out that Kobe Bryant is gonna. End up dying on a, in a helicopter crash I don't know the context of that Or what you know The joke was or whatever you know Or, or if Kobe just frequently used helicopters That much I don't know the context Behind it but he said that Kobe was gonna, we're gonna end up losing Kobe To a helicopter crash And so I was like huh And then there was also On the um Was it comic Was it comic network Comic Comedy Central Comedy Central Did an animation Where Kobe Bryant Actually Crashed and died In a helicopter accident So when I saw this I thought I immediately thought This is just another One of those jokes But then I started to see it Populate from TMZ And then um, A couple more outlets That are quote unquote Credible But what really got me When I really knew It was a real thing Was when um, I got the ESPN alert And I was like Dang Kobe really gone, you know, and you make it makes you think. It made me think back. I mean, I remember my. I have a special Kobe Bryant moment myself. Now see, I wasn't. Kobe was never my favorite player at all. When I was into the Lakers, it was because of Shaq. I was a Shaq fan, so I followed Shaq to LA, and that's how I discovered or really started paying attention to Kobe. And I remember this one time. He's coming down the court, and he comes up. And he holds up like he's gonna lay it up with his right hand. He has the ball cuffed with his right hand. He goes up like he's gonna do a layup, and he does this 180, and then two-hand dunks it backwards. I remember that to this day because it was just so fluid, so smooth, and so flawless the way that he did it. I always that was always my dream dunk in my imagination. Whenever I'd imagine myself dunking the ball, you know, just flawlessly, that was the dunk that I did in my head from that moment on, man. But what really touched me about it was the fact of the, that he, um, his daughter was with him, and I can't even imagine what it would have been like those last moments, you know what I mean, on that helicopter with his daughter. And see, me being a, a father of a daughter 12 years old you know right around that same age you're never out and about and moving around with your daughter or your son or whoever that you're with and thinking to yourself this might be like the last time these may be our final moments that never runs through your head and things like this and the way it happened you know a lot of times our reality check i mean yes anytime someone dies i'm not just talking about when a celebrity dies or just because it's Kobe Bryant, but any time you, you know death happens around you and you hear about it, you know about it, it, it touches you, you know. But especially when it's circumstances and or situations that are similar to your lifestyle, you know. Because I spend a whole lot of time with my daughter. You know, we take frequent flights. We're not on helicopters, but we take frequent flights. And, um, you know, we spend, a, we spend a lot of time, as much time as we can together. But I've never been with her and been in a situation where I was like, dang. This you know, you know, I'm lying. I'm lying. Story time if y'all don't mind. There was this one time. My daughter was probably three, maybe four years old. And we went down to uh well up to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Me, my mother, my sister, my nephews, my daughter. We're in South Carolina, we're at the beach and, you know, we're just walking along the beach. And she's running around. She's playing. she's having a good time. And you know how the tide rolls in, and the water was just kind of rolling in at our feet. And she's running along, and the water hit her on the legs. And then when the water hit her on the legs, she fell over. And when she fell over, the tide kind of just started pulling her. But it was pulling her like along the beach. The water was running along the beach, and I could I was watching her going down. Away from me, and I took off running. And at that time, at that moment, I did for a split second think this might be the this might be the end. And I was tra- I took off, but even before I could get to her, my nephew or cousin he took off like a freaking um what was that what was that show they used to have the, the the lifeguard show uh dang I can't think the name of it but she he took off like he was freaking lifeguard and dove in the water and boom grabbed and pulled her out and it was like damn that could have been it that could have been the end baywatch that's what it was he took off like he was one of lifeguards on baywatch dove in and grabbed her before i could even get to it but um moments like this man we have to as tragic tragic as they may be we have to look at him and and pull from him that you know the reality that you know every any moment could be your last moment, any moment might be your last moment, so cherish every moment that you have, and every moment that you have with the people that you love, make sure that you know that you love them, whatever way that you do, whatever your your special way, because you know, we all have our special way of loving, and whatever way that might be, just make sure that your people know that you care, then, of course, the conspiracy theorist comes out, you know, the conspiracy theorist came out to say, you know, that this was predicted, you know, the the, the the cartoons and the tweets, they predicted that this was going to happen. And um, I'm like, okay, why? And then uh, I even heard a few people speak on the fact that Cobra Bryant was in a legal battle with a pharmaceutical company over the name Black Mamba. Um, apparently or allegedly, Mr. Bryant felt like this company was trying to piggyback off of his fame and, you know, the recognition that he's brought into the name Black Mamba. Of course, a Black Mamba is a snake, a very venomous snake, first and foremost. But then, the nickname, he got the na- nickname, the Black Mamba, the silent assassin, and so on and so forth. So, Mr. Byrne thought today they were a pig, trying to piggyback off of, you know, what he's built around this Black Mamba name or, or trademark or whatever. So, they were going back and forth, and it says it was set it to, Go to trial soon, so you know. Of course, a whole lot of people want to say that this is the, the, the this was the hand of Big Pharma, you know, getting rid of their competition. I don't know if it was, if it wasn't, and I don't put anything past anybody. It is a possibility that somebody could have uh, somebody could have stepped in to try to, to, to try to silence Kobe. You never know in this day and age. You know, people there are some evil people out there that will do anything and everything in their power to be able to, um, maximize their profits, so, maybe it was, maybe it's what, was, I'm not leaning, either way, you know, and, um, either way, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to the eight other passengers that were on this plane, and, um, condolences to the family and yeah let's let's keep the show moving right on so on to the next topic and you know breaking news oftentimes leads to breaking news and this next breaking news involves this same incident um a media person Alice, Allison, what is her name? Allison Morris, I believe. Allison Morris. She's a reporter. And she was given the, the play-by-play on the incident. Thinking, yeah, she was given the play-by-play on the incident. The Kobe Bryant helicopter incident. And she said what sounded a whole lot like the Los Angeles N-Words, right? Now, this is another one that I saw when I saw it. I initially was like, mm, this might be a hoax. Then, I went, so I waited until I got a chance to actually watch it and listen to it. Once I listened to it, I was like, yeah, it really sounds like she said that. But, maybe somebody edited that in there. I don't know. It's 2020. You never know what might happen. Like, maybe somebody edited it in there for dramatic effect, they're trying to make a point, they're trying to push something, an agenda, so, I'm like, I'm gonna wait, and see what happens, see what, you know, what reports come out, what, what, you know, comes of this, and then, later on, I saw where she made a statement, apologizing, and saying she had a slip on the tongue, slip of the tongue, and what she actually said was a combination of the word, Knicks and Lakers, the Knickers Nakers, The Knickers Now um, first, And I was asked What does DeVille think about this So At first thought I was like mm, I might would have got it if she said The Knickers Maybe because the Knicks Lakers The Knickers, the See where I'm going But the Knickers uh, It's kind of a little bit more stretch Or less of a stretch I guess But I do understand, especially as a podcaster, as a person that speaks in front of people. um, Sometimes you do slip up. Sometimes you do mangle your words. Your words get tangled. And reporting out of New York, I'm pretty sure that she reports on the Knicks a lot. So is it a possibility that it was just she got her words jumbled together? Yes, I do know that. I do understand that. What I also understand, though, is a person who does podcasting, as a person who does a lot of public speaking, as a person who does interviews and interrogations. What I do understand, too, though, is that once people get excited and get into the flow of a conversation, they will sometimes say things that they would say in their normal conversation that they would not necessarily say in that situation. Am I making sense? Let me explain. Relax. So, if you use a certain terminology often, frequently, when you're talking to your peers, when you're not at work, so on and so forth, there may come a time where you get so happy or afraid or just excited for whatever reason and you slip up and you start to use slang or vernacular that you normally would use in your personal life that you wouldn't necessarily use in your public life or in your professional life. That happens too. I remember um I was working with someone I had just met. I was working with this guy and we were talking and we were having a good conversation. We were laughing. We were going back and forth, you know, just jokes and everything and then someone else entered the, the, the situation, entered the room. They weren't with us, but someone else entered the room and this guy Without knowing it Almost let a racial slur slip off his tongue But he caught himself And he changed it into another word Very similar to what we see Going on with this right here But I know for a fact Not gonna get into it But it it wasn't an N word But it was a racial slur And it was a racial slur That is pretty It's well known but it's kind of uncommon You don't hear a lot of people saying it So, there was really no coming back for him from from this. See, that was a slip of the tongue there. There There's really no coming back for him from this. But he tried. And I let it go. And I let it go for the simple fact of it was just me and him in this conversation. And there was legit no way I could prove to anybody that that's what he was going to say. But he and I know what he said. Because he paused and corrected itself and then looked over at me to see if i caught it and then immediately tried to change the subject and as i say as a man who professionally does interviews and interrogations i caught on to you get it now what i also will say for you to come back for her to come back with the comment of you know she mixed these words together now this is a common deceptive tactic that happens too because, you know, these people, this network has a whole team of people who looked at this, who assessed this situation. Now, I listened to this over and over again after I realized that it was an actual, um, once I realized that it was an actual, something that happened. I listened to it over and over again. I listened to it on my phone. I listened to it on the headphones. I listened to it on the TV. Uh, you know, so I could have, I could just get all different versions of audio. Um, To make an assessment of what I thought And At no point in time Did I hear Nakers Until she said that she said Nakers Now what I mean by this is a common Deceptive tactic that people use I'm not saying that she's using it But this is a common deceptive tactic That people use It's like if we're watching a video And I want to convince you that this person stole something, right? And so w- instead of just letting you watch the video and ask you what you saw, I'm gonna watch the video with you and I'm going to tell you what you're seeing. I'm going to suggest to you what you're seeing. Or before you watch the video, I'm going to tell you what happened the way that I wanted it to happen or the way that I perceived that it happened. So now when you're watching it, when you're watching it yourself, You always have a preconception of what happened and how it happened. So when you're watching it, you're more likely to see it happen the way that it happened. that's when any time where I'm doing any type of work that involves me analyzing a video, I do not listen when people try to tell me what happened or what they see. I'll act like I'm listening, but I'll block it out. And then I'll watch it from my own perspective and try to figure out What the truth is at the end of the day, I'm trying to get the truth, not what somebody said happened or what they think happened. So it's a common tactic. So now, if I come in and I've had my people look at this and I had them analyze and I had to say, How can we explain this away? And then I say, Nakers. You didn't say that word, you said Nakers. And if you listen to it, you know, because they'll slow down. They probably slowed down the audio. They normalized it. They took all the um, the noise. They did noise reduction. And they was like, what else worked? I'm not saying that they did this. I'm saying they could have did this. Or how you could have did this. And you listen to it and you say, okay. This is what you're going to say. I messed up. I slipped. I said, nakers. Not that other word. I said, nakers. They couldn't say, or they wouldn't say. I said, Nickers you See what I'm saying? Nicks and Lakers Nick and See what I'm saying? Nick and Ers Because it sounds too close To the other word So We're gonna get away from that Far as away from that as we can we're not gonna say Nick Nickers We're going to say Nay Girls Whole nother word And I honestly can tell you That after she said That I said That she said Nakers When I listen to it again Listen to it a little harder. We listen to it now. I could hear Nakers, but at the same time, I could also hear the other word. You see what I'm saying? The suggestion, implanting that suggestion. It's a beautiful tactic when used properly. And I'm not saying that they did it, but I'm saying that could be what they're doing. So at the end of the day, what does Deville do? I think about it. I think about yes, she did have a slip of the tongue. Whether or not her slip of the tongue was this derogatory term or was it just a combination of Knicks and Lakers, we'll never be able to 100% prove either way or the other. And it kind of angers me a little bit to hear so many people that are just extremely convinced that she didn't say it. The same way it kind of angers me to hear so many people extremely convinced that she did, because at the end of the day, you remember that dress, was it blue, was it white, see what I'm saying, was it, uh, uh, you know, or was it Nakers, at the end of the day, we'll never really be able to say, not 100% convincingly, but um I've seen people from all demographics I've seen, black people, white people, Mexican, Hispanic people, say that they heard the derogatory term. And I've heard black people, white people, Hispanic people say that they heard nakers. So, like I said, at the end of the day, it's a matter of opinion. Only she knows what she really truly said. Only the people around her in her immediate circle know exactly what she said at the end of the day will she probably face some consequences behind this yes because they're eating her alive on her instagram they're eating her alive on her social media there's a petition out right now saying that she needs to be fired so the network more likely than not is gonna try to get themselves as far away from this situation as they can i understand that too at the end of the day it is what it is but y'all didn't come here for that Y'all came here for some discipline, didn't you? Discipline of the day. Be disciplined enough to remember to stop and take time. To smell the roses, as they say. To look at the sunset. To look at the trees. To appreciate your family, your children, the people around you. Because you never know what day might be that day. And also be real very careful about what you say in front of cameras and microphones. Because you never know when you might slip up, and everybody's watching. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDR Thoughts About the VLDI, the Podcast. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated, masturbated, because either way, you made a difference, my friend, and I'm out of here.